Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another podcast from Scanline Media. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Jennifer Uncle. And we are here for a, a little a little roundtable on Anthony Hawk. Indeed. Uh, the man's done it again. He's released a new skateboarding game. Um, Anthony Frank Hawk. That's his real name. It's Frank. In the middle there. Yeah. The bird man. The winged one. Okay, I made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, uh, let me see. One, two, three. This is like the 20th game in the Tony Hawk series. And uh, based on the previous disastrous events, I, the previous disastrous entries that happened over the last few years, they decided, hey, why don't we just bring it back to the beginning again? And they did. And it went much better than the other time they Last tried. Last time they tried to bring it back. <laughs> so this is the third remaster of these first two games, which is which is interesting to think about because... I mean, I, I don't think it's fair. Like, the, 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 the Pro Skater 2X thing, calling that a remaster, feels like a real stretch to me. I feel like if it came out this year, it would have been called a remaster. Like, nothing else changed or anything like that. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I mean, it does add a bunch of levels that people hate, but, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, um... This is basically their third take at, uh... Recreating it from the ground up, basically. And, uh... From my understanding, it's also your first Tony Hawk game? Uh, yes it is. I think I have played a little bit of a demo of four in a... In a, like, a... EB Games once upon a time, but that's it. Other than that, yeah, this is my first. This is my first time getting getting a copy of of Tony Hawk inside my house, in your house, WWE. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of the ra- this is one of the rare occasions for this site where I have a lot more experience with a series than you do. Like, um, I've. I basically started out with uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 on the Nintendo 64, blue cartridge and everything, and uh, mm-hmm. I've more or less played them on and off ever since then. Like, uh, I think I may have skipped three at the time, came back to it at a friend's house or something like that, and I didn't play as much of the underground games as some people did, but uh, yeah, I've played a lot of Tony Hawk, especially when I was a kid and teenager. It's funny because from Osmosis, one of the things I most associate with Tony Hawk is not in this game, which is hopping off the board and that little like timer ticking sound. Oh yeah, like, that's just ingrained in my brain. But that's you know that's a thug thing. That's not part of this game. Yeah, it though this isn't strictly the same uh, rule set from Tony Hawk One or Two. It's like using stuff up to four, including the way that you can basically transfer to keep tricks going wall plants that kind of thing so i want to start off by uh by elaborating on a tweet that i made uh (laughs) calling out all the all the people who are like god i just i don't know how i could play like street fighter that's too complicated for me anyway here's me doing this fucking 20 move combo going like ollie to like landing revert into skating fakie like what the fuck are you talking about this game is incomprehensible to me (laughs) yeah which is funny because it well 
I both understand and don't understand that in terms of like this this is the most tutorial they've ever given to one of the earlier games. Like back when I was a kid, there wasn't really a tutorial other than the manual and getting finally having my opportunity to get old gamer lady here. Um it was just something that you just did a bunch until you eventually got good at it and yeah, but they trained you, like, the skills they are trying to get me to learn, they taught you over the course of four games. That's very true, yeah. Like, um, manuals weren't a thing until Tony Hawk 2, and they're pretty crucial to chaining combos together, especially in this remake. It's a thing where, like, I feel like I, I understand how I'm not going to say every, but almost every individual mechanic works, right? But, like, I mean, first of all, there are problems with the tutorial, right? Like, um, I was playing as uh, Kaori, the uh, the uh, Japanese uh, skater girl, and uh, her super move, when they do the tutorial on super moves, is, like, the, the dark slide board, I don't know, what whatever it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The one where you do a grind with your board upside down. Um, only all it did was just, like, it said, like, do a dark slide, and it said, like, like, up-down triangle. And I'm like, okay, up-down triangle, up-down triangle, up-down triangle. Nothing's fucking happening. I do it, I do a jump, and then I do it, I jump off a vert. <laughs> that's what, that's what we call a ramp in the business. And do it, nothing happens. I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Apparently, it's a grind. They didn't tell me that. They just said to hit the buttons. Yeah, so one of the things they... One of the things that we basically learned over time with these games is triangles always grind, square is kickflips, and circle is grabs. And I, I guess I skipped through most of the tutorial because I played these before, but uh, if they're not teaching you that in the tutorial, that's kind of bad. I mean, they teach you that once, but they don't teach you how it relates to special moves or anything. They're just like, hey, do this special move. They're not like, you know, they're like, okay, well, here's a grind. Here, do this one grind. Do this one, you know, grab. Do this one kickflip. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, but, you know, honestly, that's that's a pretty, that's pretty small potatoes. I figured that one out after a little bit of, like, frustrated messing around and, like, you know, DMing you, like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The real thing, I feel like, is just that I don't have any... I feel like when you trickle these in over the course of games, like you play Tony Hawk 1 and you're like, okay, I jump into the air, uh, and maybe maybe I do a boneless to jump, right? Because that's worth more points. And then I do like a flip and a grab and a spin and I land. And then you go to Tony Hawk 2 and you're like, okay, and after I do that, I land into a manual, right? Mm -hmm. And that gives me time to get the next ramp and do another jump and do another trick. And then you play Tony Hawk 3, I think, I may be getting my history wrong, where it's like, okay, I do the jump off the ramp, and I land into a revert, and then I do the manual. And so you're adding a step every time, and being expected to just incorporate this entire flow from the start, I just can't do it. Huh, okay. Have you, have you tried going into the settings and playing with only trick sets from Tony Hawk 1 or 2? No, I haven't. Um, and maybe I should, but it also feels like it feels like this is a game that was designed for people who played the previous Tony Hawks and are just need a refresher. 
Um, like, there's not much accommodation for people. Like, there should be a thing where you say, like, I've never played Tony Hawk before, and there's a mode where it's like, okay, we're going to start out with, with Tony Hawk 1, and then once you start getting some gold medals, we'll turn you up to 2 or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I feel like uh, as game as the games went on, there were more complicated trick sets, like even more complicated than uh, four. Like when they get to stuff like getting off the board and stuff like that, and how you could actually string some combos together by getting off the board and getting back on really quickly. Um, but um, also the way that those other ones were presented was much different in terms of like. A lot, a lot of the times for those ones that were past one through three, it was a situation where they just threw you in an open world level and uh, you went up to objectives and started them instead of being like, okay, here's two minutes, Here, figure it out. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, it's in terms of... In terms of the way that uh, the levels themselves are handled and the way that it just feels... Other than this steep learning curve, at least to me, this is the best those first two games have ever felt. Like, in terms of mm. frame rate, it's really impressive to just see it move this quickly and smoothly. It's It doesn't take nearly as long as it used to to get up from a bail. Like, when you bailed in one of those earlier games, your character would fall to the ground, there'd be bloody text around them, um, and it would take, like three to four seconds for them to get up here. If you're, te if you're just jamming on the X button, when you fall, you get pretty, you get up pretty quickly because they do a little rewind effect and you're back on the board almost immediately. And it, mm -hmm. it changes the flow of, I feel like it makes it much more forgiving making mistakes than those first two games were. Yeah, I think the like the the rewind thing, I, like I, you know, I I've seen enough to know that that's new, and I think that's a good like it's a good visual detail, and um, I also think it kind of um, it adds to this feeling of of Tony Hawk One Plus Two being like it's not a game that pretends the previous games didn't happen, right? Like sometimes you get these remasters that are just like you know like. And here, here, here are these games, right? This is like revising the history. And this is like, no, look, look, Bob Burnquist looks so old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, re they went back in, motion captured all the skaters again. And uh, like, they're not de-aging them or anything like that. They're just, they're just old men and women now. And then they mixed, the, they, they also added to that, like, uh, Half of the skaters are just new people, and most of them are like a younger generation. So it's this neat mm -hmm. meeting of the of old school and uh, the new skaters. Mm -hmm. And so, like that rewind thing, it's like, God, imagine, imagine the how much worse it would be to play as Tony Hawk, and he's his bail animation is the classic bail animation, but also he stops to like tap his back and go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like no, the the rewind functionality sort of is is part of the the fantasy of this game, where Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two is thematically as well as in gameplay about reliving the series' glory, but also trying to find a path forward. Right? Yeah, it's um, I've I've seen multiple people write about how it's basically the merging of uh, skate culture, both old and new, and I feel like that's pretty accurate. Like they. 
they especially when you get to all of the various uh, boards and styles you can unlock for both your created skater and uh, the in games. I like the preset skaters. It's it's leaning into skate culture really hard in a way that feels optimistic about its future. Like um, one of the new skaters, uh, Leo Baker, is a non-binary skater, and they're basically the first trans athlete ever in a video game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have a lot of uh, a lot of like unlockable stuff in the game. Like you know they've got as much as everyone else, but also in like in the store you can out you can out. Uh, outfit your custom character because they have to create a character, create a skater, excuse me, back, and you can outfit them in in like Leo Baker merch, and it's like that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it just they, shows that support. Yeah, they don't even have any gender um, markers in terms of uh, creating a skater, which is neat. Mm-hmm. And then also um, there is uh, the uh, the whole uh, Weddle thing, where there is a um, there's a uh, a deaf skater um, who had a trick that was called the mute, uh, named after him for a long time, which is obviously incorrect and, and a little bit offensive. Um, and for this game, they went to they went to Well and they were like, "Hey, should, should, do you want us? What do you want us to name this thing? Because it seems like I mean, if you want that name, that's fine." And he's like, "No, nah, I really don't." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they renamed the trick. It's like good. Yeah. Um, it it just it shows this attitude like i don't know it'd be easy to see tony hawk which has i feel like more just because of like its history and its place within being like like the timing of it being one of those big like ps1 ps2 like activision games um it, it, it in a way it feels like its time has kind of passed but it feels like one of those like big video game names right and there's a weird tendency for big video game names to be kind of conservative in their approach to a lot of things. And it's, it's been really great to see that, uh, that with, with the return of THPS, um, (laughs) it really isn't, it really isn't falling into that trap. Yeah. Like skater culture isn't perfect by any means. Like, uh, if you play something like uh, skate three or even just watch recent, not, not recent as in 2020 or anything, but, like, recent in terms of five or ten years ago Tony Hawk videos. Like, one of the terms for transfers used to be, like, the T-slur. And it's not great to see stuff like that, but it seems like they went out of their way to avoid things like that for this new one. And uh, generally just try and make... Try and present something that honestly lit that same fire in me when I was a kid was like, hey, skateboarding's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) And it's fun to live this fantasy of being able to wear all this trendy gear and do ridiculous gravity-defying stunts. Mm -hmm. Or just break a few cop cars, too. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I feel like it's it's kind of... It works, actually, like, with skater culture, right? I... I am not a skater, and uh, one of my brothers-in-law is, but I don't know that much about skater culture. But I imagine that if your if your hobby slash like you know profession for plenty of people is is you know skateboarding, uh, you take a you beef it a lot, right? Like that's that's a part of a lot of these games is is you know like fucking up a trick and not just like oh you got a bail and your combo's broken like you know skate had the like hall of meat and all that stuff right like it is it is part of the culture 
Um, and when such an integral part of your hobby is is taking an L, <laughs> I think you learn to be like, hmm, we can just revise the name on this. We had that one wrong. You know, maybe yeah. you don't have as much of an ego about it. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of taking an L, I feel like that's also one of the reasons why this game isn't entirely frustrating to me, even when I work really hard on one of the competitions and only get silver instead of gold or it takes me like 20 to 30 tries to get uh, like all of the valves hitting downhill jam which is still a terrible level (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's the sense that like the way that the music just continues playing and uh how quick the restarts are and all that it feels very non-punishing in terms of uh your failures, but even when you do mess up, I don't really feel too much of a loss to just get back in there and try again. Forgive me for being the the next gen enthusiast, but uh, I understand the the restarts on the PS One games were really fast. Imagine how much faster this is going to be if you played on a PS Five or a Series X or a Series S, probably. Yeah, one hopes that'll be how it works instead of them reselling the game entirely (laughs) i guess we'll see um yeah and i mean so so one of the things that um a lot of my my portrait into the world of of tony hawk is via uh giant bombs jeff gersman right i feel like uh he is it i feel like it's fair to say that in video games criticism he is one of the loudest voices of enthusiasm for the series right yeah, like he, I'm not sure how many games they've gotten into so far with his uh, Jeff Gersman's Pro Skater video series, but he's definitely been reviewing them since day one. And also, like, he was the first person I turned to when the warehouse demo was being shown to press early to be like, okay, is this going to play right or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, he when he mentioned that, yeah, it plays like the old ones, that was pretty much my cue to be like okay i'm i'm definitely gonna get this so it's interesting to me uh, first of all just getting this out of the way as much as i appreciate his perspective on uh on on the series i do not share his where's bam margera (laughs) and can we get the jackass back um (laughs) i can't believe they're in these i mean like i can believe right but uh I also can't believe, you know, that I'm 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 harboring some double think about the fact that there was a point in this series where one of the special tricks was just jumping there and punching yourself in the head and blood came out. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. Well, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's that very Thrasher skater die mentality of okay, we just want to do something goofy and gory and uh, against like uh, against authority and all that. <laughs> Listen, Jen, skate means life. <laughs> Don't skate and die. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep this that in mind. brought to you by the Pro Skater Council. <laughs> uh, but I, I am interested, like, an observation that, that he had um, looking at the final product is that the way the game is divided up into, like, skate tours and the way that menu looks, it would be very simple for them to say, oh, and here's here's pro skater three right we just added it in here i'm really yeah i'm really hoping they do that because there are some pretty good levels in three as well and uh 
all of the tricks that necessary for three is already in the game. So yeah, just add it in there. So okay, what's what's missing in your? Well, okay, what's missing that you think is good, right? Like, I mean, obviously, over time they experimented with a lot of mechanics, and some of them didn't work. But like, so you've said the getting on and off the board, maybe, right? Um, I f- I feel like the way that these levels are designed, they're pretty much all intended for staying on the board. So maybe if they were getting into like Tony Hawk Four levels, then maybe I'd be like, okay. We should have the we should have a mechanic to get off the board again, but uh, mm. yeah. Overall, well, the biggest thing I think is missing isn't necessarily just a, a trick set or a specific move that I liked a whole lot. It's more like now that they've now that they're showing that they could just make these games and make them good. Still, I'd really like to see some new levels too. Mm. Sketching, bring back sketching. <laughs> Oh, that that was always the most broken thing in four. Like, um, you had a few, you had a few missions that where you had to s- skitch on a car as it went down a street, and imagine it, it's basically the same grinding slash uh, lip trick balance meter that you see in those, except when the car turned, it uh, made staying in the center a lot more chaotic. Huh. All right. Well, I guess that's. I mean, how hard can it be to just hold on to a car? <laughs> As it's moving very fast and taking hairpin turns. <laughs> Meh. Listen, I've been through some shit. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I would say is that some of the missions just are more difficult to figure out where you need to go than... Well, they were like that back then, too, but... I feel like games these days do a better job of lampshading exactly where you need to go to do what. Mm -hmm. And this one is more like play the same level 20 to 30 times just to figure out the route you need to get to to get somewhere. And then play it a few more times to actually be able to successfully complete that route. It's also a weird thing to me. Like, I understand that this is just how these levels were designed and there's not much you can do about it in that way. But, like, the two-minute limit feels really strange to me. Yeah, I I think it's... I think the two-minute limit mostly exists because it is, by and large, a game about uh, racking up a score. And Mm. uh, having some sort of time limit keeps it in somewhat manageable terms. Aside from the fact that if you keep a combo going, you can get a lot of overtime and all that. But, uh, Uh Uh yeah, like... If you go into the ranked mode, it's basically, it has a quick session mode where it's basically two minutes without any of the goals. And also really interesting with this one is they added a speed run mode where the instead of counting down, the timer counts up and it puts all of the objectives in the level again. And it's like, okay, see how long it takes you to get all of these in one go. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So here, did you you know this? I'm sure, but did you know you can just hit two buttons during a grind and you'll switch to a different grind? That's a relatively new thing too, from what I remember. Like, uh, and manuals that's something that too. They... Hmm? And manuals too. Oh yeah, you have manual tricks that you basically do by pressing buttons during the manual. They did not teach me that at all. Oh, 
Jackson taught me that. <laughs> I watched a video of Jackson on Twitter, and I was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's... um. I, I'm not sure whether they had any... I don't think any of the objectives within the levels mention or challenge you to do something like that, but uh, that's something they definitely added. At least... Around two, from what I remember, maybe three, but yeah. Hmm. At the end of the day, I find myself, I, I, I just, I came at this as a person who, it, maybe it was is worse because I feel like I have a frame of reference, which is uh, SSX three. Yeah, those are incredibly different games. Like SSX is more like a racing slash trick game where um, you're trying to get to the bottom of the mountain. As fast as possible while racking up points. Like Well, and there are trick there are trick stages. There are ones where it's like, okay, just do tricks for the certain amount of time. And I was like, okay, that'll be pretty comparable. But like the biggest difference to me is that in SSX there's like a timer on the combo meter and it's like, okay, like if you go off a in this game's terminology, if you go off a vert, do a series of tricks and land, it's like, okay, Five, four, three, two, one. And as long as you hit another ramp before the end of that countdown and do more tricks, the combo keeps going. And this, it's like, no, you have to land into a revert or a manual, or it's just over. And I just, I just can't get a feel for it. Huh, okay. I, I feel like it's something where, yeah, if you're used to the SSX way of doing things, that may be throwing you off. But uh, also... The various trick videos you're probably watching from other people. A lot of those people have been playing Tony Hawk most of their lives. So sure, it's one of those things where, like, when I was a kid, I could barely put together a combo. And uh, it's just something I learned over time. And it's the reason why I can do specific things or launch myself into specific areas is because I've just had a lot of time playing these levels. And, uh... If how do you keep manual? How do you make keep manuals from just bleeding your speed like crazy? Oh, that'll definitely happen. You just need to, like, the trick is you can't rely on manuals to take you across a long distance unless you just want to do a lot of manual into kickflip into manual into kickflip into manual tricks. Um, like manuals are great if you're trying to get to a to a place that's relatively close by and you have enough speed. Or it's good if you're, like, in a bowl situation or a half pipe, and um, the, the 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 curve is going to give you a little bit more speed, too. But uh, I feel like I do a manual landing from a trick, and I don't make it to the other side of the half pipe. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I'm bad, is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you just, it's just a trial and error, just continue getting the feel for it kind of thing. But yeah, tricks in this, um, they drop a lot more quickly, and you drop much quicker in the air than something like SSX. Like, sure. SSX, you can have 10 second hang, hang time, and that almost never happens here. Unless you turn on low gravity or something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I, um, I appreciate the assist functionality where you can turn stuff on. Um, but I also feel like I don't know what to do because like, I was like, okay, let me just turn on like perfect, like rail balance. And then <laughs> I just gro ground like a central, like I ground like a circular thing for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and like it feels like those assists are too powerful where you feel like you're not playing the game anymore but then without them i feel like i can't do anything <laughs> so the the key is uh ex- explore these levels like uh the more you get around to them and many of them have all sorts of secret nooks and crannies you can find um basically the more time you spend trying to do tricks in those areas the better sense you'll get for like almost skater vision in terms of just, okay, I can take a look at the surroundings around me and see what I'm able to trick on and off to. And that's also like one of the main reasons why you get the blue gap text. Like the gap text more or less gives you an idea of when you're doing something that you can chain into something else or something Mm. that's something that can get you speed too. Like I feel like many of the gaps shown there are a good place to start or continue a combo. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the spine transfers I think are, I don't I find them weirdly satisfying. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's something of an almost automatic quality to them where you magnetize over to the other end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty fun. <laughs> Because I start thinking about, like, okay, so you probably just push down on the board, and I'm like, that wouldn't do anything to your trajectory. How does this make any sense? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) wrong. That's not how you're supposed to think about these games. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're less about simulating a... They're less about simulation in terms of, like... Like, skate isn't entirely a simulation, but it's trying to be like, okay, you're not here to mostly do all sorts of crazy combos. You're here to, like feel the effort of getting onto that rail and getting off without falling headfirst over a set of stairs and stuff like that. But um, this one's very much about being a superpowered human being who can grind all sorts of things and, like, break into a secret military base and grind a helicopter and watch it take off. Well, it's about how skateboarding makes you feel rather than how skateboarding actually, like, seems to an audience, right? Totally. Um, yeah, and I I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's a power fantasy in its own way, and I I'd basically call it a platformer in some regard. Like uh, some of the objectives basically involve suck. Rev- oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they they revolve around you figuring out how the level works and uh, being like, okay, here's this here's this floating letter, or here's this stats that um i'm not entirely sure how to get up to and you basically you experiment with the hang time that various objects around you give you or you look around and find paths to those areas and it's really satisfying once you figure out a route to something that's very high up in a building that looks inaccessible what the fuck do those vicarious vision symbols do I don't know. <laughs> like mm. if I looked at if I looked it up, it'd probably tell me. But uh, that's one of the other neat things about this game. Like they went ahead and made their own sort of secrets. Like uh, if you there's little green alien dolls hidden around the various levels, and if you collect all of them, you get a secret uh, alien skater. Um, I hear that they brought back Officer Dick, and uh, Jack Black is playing him. <laughs> Sure. Okay. And, Love and yeah, cops. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, if you look around, like, a level in, in, like, specifically if you look around school two, if you grind the right 
rail at the right time, the school doors will swing open. And that gives you access to other areas where you can do tricks like a gigantic diving pool. Huh. It's just layered top to bottom with secrets that uh, either came from the original Neversoft games or stuff that Vicarious Visions themselves have thrown in because, like, these developers also, like, They've been making Tony Hawk games for almost as long as Neversoft has in terms of like one of the one of my main Game Boy Advance games was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and they did that Vicarious Visions was behind that and they did this really interesting isometric style that ended up working. Huh. I think Jeff did a video on that recently actually. Or at least it was part of the his Pro Skater video series. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I I am I am lost in this world, but I'll try and I'll try and find my way. I guess. <laughs> what do you think of the soundtrack? By the way, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fun. Just pretending I'm a Superman, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the one song everyone associates with this game. And then also, like, they throw in some of the older ones, like uh, Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But then they also went ahead and got a real big fish song, which is great because it's like, yeah, the first game had a really recognizable ska track that everyone loves. So why don't we just get another ska band from that time? Sure. Yeah, no, it seems, it seems like, I mean, there are songs on there that I'm like, I don't know why this is here, but it seems pretty good overall. I don't know. It, it reminds me of the old days of, like, you know, like the, the old EA Sports soundtracks, Radio Big. Yeah, you, you could even unlock skate videos in this like you could in some of the earlier, earlier games. Like, uh, if you get everyone's, uh, I, if you get your specific skater's uh, stats maxed out, and find all of their various uh, floating stat points, then you get a two-minute video of them skating in real life. Hmm. Do they all suck? Is it like, <laughs> man, not not a single one of these people did the jackass. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cool reminder that, oh yeah, um, these tricks are super exaggerated, but there are, you could do some pretty impressive things with a skateboard in real life. And if I was not so, um, if I, if I had any sense of coordination, I might be tempted to be like, okay, yeah, I should, I should try skating again too. You know, I think there's a skateboard in the garage. Oh, nice. Oh, California. So that's to be expected. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to end this podcast before I kill Jen. You know, uh, skater culture in California. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> Jen, where can people find you on Twitter? <laughs> if, they, I, if they're Californians, perhaps, with a beef. <laughs> I'm at GVE3 on Twitter. Uh, most of my stuff is on ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. And you can also find our visual novels slash adventure games slash uh, storytelling podcast, Novel Not New, a true end podcast at readinggames.online. 
All right, and I am Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. And uh, I'm I'm basically the same places as it's Jen because most shows we do together. Um, at anything that we don't do together, you can still find those same places. Thank you so much for listening with us. And until next time, folks, peace out. See ya.